A two to tie. Michigan will have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked and the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he calls it too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a technical. He, he calls a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many, and so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge mental mistake. Mental mistake. Mental mistake. No timeouts. We're back. We're here. The final week of the regular season. It's been a long journey, fellas. A long NFL season. I feel like they only added one week, but it feels like they added an extra month. I feel like the season's gone forever. Uh, it's been, you know, a fun ride doing all this, uh, you know, week by week. You know, I guess minus a few weeks we've missed uh, with y'all. Uh, how y'all doing? How y'all feeling? Kyrie, Pope, you know? I'm feeling good, man. I got my... Um... My booster shot last night, you know, everyone out there get vaccinated if you can, if you're eligible and all that there, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I try not to think about football too much during the week these days, but I'm always ready to talk about football with y'all um, for obvious reasons. So, you know. Hey, man, we respect that. Man, listen, this season has been a roller coaster ride as a person who – likes Tampa Bay as a person that's been watching the Ravens and my fantasy teams this year. It's just been, it's just been downhill um, <laughs> fast. Luckily my locks and upsets have been hitting. So, you know, at least we're making some money here, but man. Yeah. So you're talking, you're talking to a man who's been watching Carson Wentz all year. So trust me, I, I understand. Oh, uh, you know, and it's, it's not league, over. <laughs> right. It's not over. At the very least, I'll say I've won a couple fantasy leagues this year, made it, made it, made some good money on fantasy. So that's been my one uh, true, true uh, saving grace for the football season. Hey, congratulations, brother. Nice. Yeah, man. It feels, feels great. Feels like I'm on top of the world. <laughs> I made the playoffs in one league, uh, then in the other one. I got bounced last week in the playoffs. Um, thank you, Hollywood Brown and Dalvin Cook. Um, for the nothing burger? Nothing. I mean, they got me like two and five points, respectively. So, uh, <laughs> kind of messed me up. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I don't know. I'm not happy about it. It is what it is. I'll be back next year. As long as your team not asked, and then it just kind of comes down to luck a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is, luck. And then in the other league, I had Derrick Henry went down. You know, that's 40 points a game gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about Derrick Henry. That – that league that I had uh, Derrick Henry in, I also had Chris Godwin on the same team. So I'm going into the playoffs like high seeded because I was winning early because of Derrick Henry and late because of Godwin. And then they both went down. And yeah, then I, I ran into the proverbial Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You played Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's an L. I'll say that each league that I won, I had uh, some combination of Cooper Cup. Uh, Debo Samuel and like Tyree Kill, like those the, the receivers carried me this year, so it was it was beautiful to see. But oh, that's amazing! Yeah, no, we'll get into uh, fantasy a little later. But I don't know for those who have listened or may remember, you know, before this year started, we each had our top five teams headed into the season. Uh, you know, it's always hard to predict these things relatively. Uh, as I mentioned in that pod a few months ago, you know, the variance in the NFL is so high, you know, especially compared to like the, the NBA, for example, in terms of, you know, a team can be really good one year and then the next year injuries or, you know, especially with COVID, like you can really fall off quick. Um, you know, and that'll go right into my my 
my list, I'll start first um, with a team who was like that. Uh, my fifth team that I had was the Cleveland Browns. Uh, on paper, on paper, they looked great. Um, but yeah, a lot of injuries. And I said that in the pod. I said, you know, if they, if they get injuries, they don't have the quarterback to kind of carry them. And that's pretty much what happened. You know, Nick Chubb missed games. Kareem Hunt missed games. The O-line got hurt. Uh, you know, Baker got was hurt all year. Uh, the defense was probably not as good as we hoped it would be, but it wasn't bad. Um, but they, you know, aren't going to make the playoffs. So being a, my fifth team, not great um, on that one. Um yeah, I don't know. What, what are you guys feeling? What, what was everyone else's fifteen? I think we'll just do it that way. Go five, four, three, two, one. Everyone. That makes sense. I guess I'll go second. Um, I had just actually listened to the podcast, listened to my picks, and for the most part, I wasn't off. The only team that's not looking like a top five team that I chose is actually my number five pick, which is the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was listening to the podcast and I was talking about how you know our injuries that we have right before the season went down. And I said, well, Lamar could do enough to carry us. And for a while, that was true. You know what I'm saying? I think we started off the season five and one, and then it was just downhill from there after that. Um, we just have way too many injuries to overcome. Lamar started playing poorly. But, you know, I kind of attribute that to him playing, like having to be Superman for the first seven or eight games. You know, he caught an injury eventually. I mean, the whole team was on IR. I think we had the most players injured and on IR throughout the entire league for the whole season. Um, but I will say hot take, man. I think if we were like a hundred, if we started the season at 100%, we go like 17, like 16 and one or something, man. I, man I think, you can say, say that about any damn team. Nah, bro. But listen to me. With how injured we were, we stay competitive in literally every single game. Like, I'm not talking just competitive. Like, yeah, we, we tried to keep up with the score. Like we lost to the Rams by one point. We lost to the Packers by one point. We lost to the Raiders by one point. You know what I'm saying? Like, those, that adds up. Yeah, but that's kind of like the sign of a bad team, too. We and are. I only, only say that it's a sign of a bad team because no matter if your competition is good or bad, you play to their level. So that's, yeah. like, number one, a sign of just either a bad team or a not well-coached team because if the Lions game is giving you just as much difficulty, trouble, and anxiety as the Packers game, then there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. I, I think there are a lot of different variables between the two games. Obviously. I think I think the only variables is injuries, man. I mean, and I hate to give Greg Roman any freaking credit, but it's like – Just don't. Yes, he's bad, right? We know <laughs> that part. But – Having to reroute your entire game plan because you're down a practice squad running backs and shifting the O-linemen around and Sammy Watkins played a few games when he was considered to be, you know, going to be that slot guy. That's a very important role for Lamar Jackson filled previously by like Willie Sneed, who, you know, third down machine. Right. That's what it's little facets of his offense that needed to be healthy for it to even look palatable. And it didn't happen this year. But shout out to Mark Andrews for finally breaking through. And Hollywood, I, I'll give him some credit. He tailed off, right? But for the large part, Hollywood had a very productive season. Yeah, he's about to – he'll have 1,000 by Sunday. I think he just needs, like, 19 yards or something like that. So this is the first 1K season. Um, I mean, yeah, I've never – I mean, you can attest throughout the entire season I said the Ravens weren't a good team. But that's solely because, of, you know, it will be a different season otherwise. I ain't going to give excuses. We'll see what it's looking like next year. But, yeah, that's my number five. 
All right. So I guess that leads me to my number five. Um, similar to Kyrie, I think most of our picks were actually did, you know, pretty good. My number five pick was Tampa Bay. It was, this is the team that I said was number five. A lot of people had Tampa Bay repeating its champs and look at the offense and look at this. And I just, I didn't believe in the running game. Leonard Fournette surprised me this year. I didn't believe in our defense. We still have no corners. Um, and our wide receivers get injured. And look at where we're at now. We just released Antonio Brown. Chris Godwin's done for the season. Mike Evans has a back injury. It's it's looking rough for Tom Brady, who, by the way, has been just phenomenal. Like, phenomenal, man. His arm is crazy. He's accurate. Gronk drops a beautiful pass at least three times a game that Tom Brady fits into a freaking breadbasket, man. And it it's just been incredible to watch, but they're still number five. They have too many issues with the receiving core, and that secondary is not good. Yeah, not good at all. But uh, before we get into anything deeper, we got to talk about the Antonio Brown stuff for a second. Like, what do y'all do? We? Do we? Yes, yes, we, we must. Uh, especially been... now that he officially got released. He released the text messages. I know we're recording this on a Thursday. I think at some point, well, maybe I don't know if Bruce Arians will talk today, but I think he, he talked already talked. This week. Yeah, he already talked, but that was before the, the text. No, he so talked wonder... today. Oh, okay, what, what did, I didn't even see that. What did he say? So he, he confirmed parts of the story. It's on Tampa Bay's uh, Twitter account. It was a quick little 90 seconds. He wasn't supposed to talk, and then he basically got called out. So he was like, no, I'm going to go up there. Um, he just said that, hey, there was no medical anything in this game. Antonio didn't come over to our trainers. He didn't have anybody come take a look at him. He didn't even substitute himself to say, hey, I'm hurt. I need to come out of the game. He was complaining before they even took the field about getting um, about getting targeted. And going into halftime or prior to, he had already blown up about not getting the ball and getting targeted. Now, granted, when he did that, he was second on the team with targets to only Gronk. He had five targets in the first half. Gronk had seven. He, he was leading the team in targets for the most part. Um, to that point, they got into a beef on the sideline to where Bruce Arians had called a personnel package that Antonio was going to go in for. And then Antonio said, nah, I'm not going. Like, forget it. I'm out. And then Bruce Arians said he pointed to the exit sign and said, you're fucking done. I ain't going to hold you. I know there are a lot of people out there that like to, um, you know, Typically, I am too. They like to defend, you know, the the black man in this situation. But I've I've been inclined to believe Bruce Arians' side of the story since it happened. I mean, this is Antonio Brown we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like this um, is a, I can added. I can get my PhD and do a dissertation on this. I've done so much freaking research on this in, in the last time. <laughs> no. I've been arguing with so many people because a, all right, there's only like five Tampa Bay fans in the DMV. Okay, I'm one of them. So when I hear people tell me about this organization, like I don't know it, it, it angers me very much. So, I mean, we've seen the whole steps go from here to there, but essentially, and this is what's been reported literally by Adam Schefter and some of the Tampa Bay beat reporters. So I've known this for like the last week, but Antonio Brown signed a incentive based contract, right? His incentives were based on playing time, receptions, touchdowns, the norm, right? He wasn't going to make those incentives because he got suspended for three games for the fake vaccination card. So he wanted these next two games to get like 20 targets a game so he can attempt to earn his incentives. But before we even step foot on the field with the Jets, 
He went to our GM and asked the GM to guarantee the rest of his contract, which would have paid him out all of his incentives that he did not earn yet anyway. What would any GM tell him? No. Try to go earn it on the field. We need you for the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's when this all kind of like started. This all started like last week with just the rumblings of Antonio Brown wants his contract guaranteed. So that way he knows he's not going to hit his incentives and he wants the rest of his money, but he's not hitting his incentives because he missed three games because he faked his own vaccination card. Like that's on you, my guy. Um, everything after that is just hearsay. Even the text messages he put out and all that stuff. It's like, all you did was clear the people that you're trying to accuse of being devils. All of them said like, Hey, let's talk. Or even he called out Tom Brady and Tom Brady's a, uh, trainer Guerrero and he was kind of like no yeah I'll send you back the money you know and then he posted his own bank account information like he's a little unhinged man yeah no he's a wild guy I will say when the first when the story first dropped I was a little skeptical just because we hadn't heard Antonio Brown's side and they were making it seem I don't know it, it, like maybe not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but just like the media and Twitter in general were making it seem like he was just like doing this for absolutely no reason so I was like at least I was like, okay, there at least has to be a reason. So, but then when Antonio Brown came out and was like, well, I was hurt and they didn't blow, blah. So I was like, mm, that doesn't feel right either. And so I feel like Bruce Arians came out today. Cause when he first, before Antonio Brown came out, I feel like Bruce Arians story wasn't quite the same story that he said today. And not to say that he lied, but I feel like he just didn't, he just tried to make it as vague as possible and was kind of hoping that it would just go away. I don't think he necessarily really wanted to dig into the details. Um, he went into damage control because he didn't want to besmirch Antonio Brown's character like Antonio Brown came out and did two days later (laughs) like he went into like I don't think he was injured and all this other stuff and trying to keep it under the rugs but you know you start getting personal posting text messages and all that stuff and Bruce Arians even said him posting the text message conversation was the final straw yeah no I can definitely I'm sure because because Antonio Brown yeah, and that was the thing. It was that was also one of my things was they said like after the game, you know, he said he was done, and uh, Bruce Aaron said that about Antonio Brown said he was done, but they didn't release him. So I was like, okay, clearly something is going on to where this isn't totally his fault. I mean, this is my assumption. It must not have been totally his fault that they're just not going to release him flat out. After this is what I think. But then they released him today, so. This is what I think, because this happened with uh, this happened release players flat out like that. What happens is other teams that are in competitive positions claim them. And when they claim them, they end up giving information about that team's offense, about that team's defense, the inner workings. It's literally like how everybody asks why Tampa can't beat New Orleans, the Saints. Well, it's because the Saints steal all of our players and then know all of our schemes, i.e. they literally have Jameis Winston sitting there who can tell all of New Orleans, everything Tampa is going to do from our signals to game plans to how we approach things, the weaknesses, that's just scouting. But, and this may be just the company hearsay, but what Bruce Arians and Jason Light, the GM, had came out with was they were prepared to put Antonio Brown on IR. Now, putting him on IR would guarantee the rest of his contract anyway. It, all he had to do was go see a third-party specialist that Tampa allowed him to go see so he can go get his ankle surgery. Antonio Brown refused. 
So do you need the ankle surgery? Are you really injured? Because that would have gave you your money and gave you your stuff. But it seems like he just wanted to cut bait. And it's the same pattern he used with Oakland. Not really New England because New England released him because of the sex assault thing. But it's the same pattern every time. Pittsburgh, Oakland, Tampa. He just goes for these shock value embarrassing things. I think before he went to uh, Oakland, I think he was supposed to go to Buffalo. They end up getting Stefan Diggs instead, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they tried to trade him to Buffalo, and he said, "F no, I'm not going to Buffalo. It's too cold." <laughs> yeah, so yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much they were just like, uh, "Yo, if he doesn't want to come, ain't no way we're trading for him." Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it worked out for them. I mean, I'd rather have Diggs. So I mean, but yeah. To summarize, I think everybody has you know from the organization to the trainers to AB, everybody has their own role they played in it, but. All of the players that talked today from Tampa side was kind of like, everybody needs to check on their mental health, right? Meaning he's a little crazy. Everybody needs to check on their mental health. BA came out and said, hey, it was a confrontation that you get into as coach and player all the time. He told me he didn't want to come in. I told him, get the hell off my sideline, not go to the Uber and release a raps diss song and do all this other stuff. I just told him, "Go, go hit the showers, kid. He left and hit the showers. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, that was so. That was your number five, Bucks. I had to had to had to get the Antonio Brown talking there. I, I mean, it's the most fascinating story of the week for sure, if not one of the most fascinating. You know, he's out there with his shirt off in the middle of the game. Like it's, it's it, it was something to see. Um, so number four for me, and this was definitely my worst pick. This was like my surprise pick that didn't work out very well uh i had seattle number four i picked the wrong nfc west team i thought that they were gonna be better than the rams i thought really it was really a pick on russell wilson which also hasn't worked out well because he's been bad i mean he got hurt so that's part of it i mean that's a slight mulligan but at the same time even when he came back he he hasn't been good the the team just isn't is they kind of just. I think he rushed it to come back, man. I think. Oh no, for sure, for sure. Over. You know yeah. that that stupid ass Wolverine healing shit that they were talking about. Man, it's yeah. dumbass. So. And they've never yeah. addressed the defense, especially the secondary. Like it's just been bad for years at this point. Nope. All the money went to Jamal Adams' extension. That's what happens <laughs> when you hold out that long. Yeah. yeah, and but and you know Bobby Wagner's not getting any younger, and I, and they just don't have the same pass rush. I think that at least in no the previous pass. years, since you know Richard Sherman and such, they had a solid. They've always had a solid pass rush, and then Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner anchoring the linebackers, and so that can kind of hide the defensive backs a little bit in terms of having a good front seven. That front seven fell off, and the defensive backs didn't get any better, and so now they're just toast. So yeah, Seattle that was a this probably the worst pick. Yeah, probably probably the worst pick out of all three of us, um, in terms of top fives. So you know, it just it is. I got one good. worse. Oh, okay, well that makes that makes me feel good. I thought Seattle. Was <laughs> I don't know. Oh no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me check. No, it's technically not worse, but yeah. Oh, no, well, it's not, it's not worse. I know. I know. On the pod, I said I'd rather have Seattle than the Rams, so that was the, the probably the worst take. Of the nah. And you know yeah. that segues perfectly into my number four because I chose the LA Rams as the fourth best team in the NFL going into the season, and I think that kind of aligns with where they are currently. I would have to look at you know all mm-hmm. of the standings, but I, I think they might be the fourth best team in the, the league. Um, 
you know, they've had to deal with Matthew Stafford's ups and downs. He's shown who he really is this year, whether, you know, those are those really high moments where he's throwing for 400 yards, three touchdowns to Cooper Cup. And there's the low moments where he can't even, when he's throwing terrible picks, he's not um, rolling out of the pocket. He's just making dumb decisions, you know, thinking he could fit the ball into any, any size, any pocket, you know, but they're rolling. I thought they had some defensive issues earlier in the season, but they seem to have gotten together. You know, Jalen Ramsey is always going to be Jalen Ramsey. Aaron Donald is going to be Aaron Donald. But, yeah, they look like a solid team. They're just a well-constructed team, you know, top to bottom. I don't think they're perfect at any position. But, you know, in the addition of Odell has helped a lot with uh, Robert Woods going down. I think they make a, a good playoff push. I think they, they might make the uh, conference finals, but we'll see. What's I mean, crazy is they were supposed to have Odell with Robert Woods. It just if it was fortunate that they made that move before Robert went down. But that this team would have been even crazier if Robert Woods stayed healthy. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, they're just a well-constructed team. You know, you can see that before they even acquired Matthew Stafford. They've always been a good team. They just had Jared Goff. So you know, now things are different. Uh, yeah, yeah. thought, Ronnie. My bad. I, oh no, no, it's no, it's fine. I was just saying that the NFC is really wide open, so it's kind of. I mean, they, you know, the oh, Rams yeah. could be the best team in the NFC. You know, they might make the Super Bowl, or they could lose in the first round. I could see that happening too. So we'll, I mean, we'll the, see. Yeah, the top five seeds in the NFC are all separated by like two games, so yeah. it's very close. Razor thin. Um, my fourth team was also the Rams, so I had the Rams also as my number four team. I wasn't sure Stafford's health, but. I was like, pending Stafford's health, they could be a top two or three team, and that at least served right. Um, they got this year on a credit card, man. Von Miller edition and they know, do adding Odell. It's like they're pushing all their chips in for this year and then hoping guys love L.A. enough to take massive pay cuts next year. But I like it. There's not much more that I can even add. Um, they got a tough match with the 49ers right now to see if the 49ers can make it to the playoffs. So, hey. We'll see if uh, how they decide to come out, if they're going to punt and, you know, let the standings be as they may or if they're going to take it serious. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I don't see West is always interesting, though, especially oh, the worst. Five years or so, yeah. Their games make no sense at all. It doesn't matter how good or bad. They're the true definition of, like, divisional games, you know, any given Sunday. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I hate watching their games. <laughs> I hate them. Uh, Roddy, what's your number three? Uh, my number three. Now we're getting into my good picks, finally. Uh-uh. Uh, my third third pick uh, was the Packers. Okay. Um, you know, felt, I mean, you could argue, I think they're somewhere in that top, kind of similar to the Rams. I think you could, it kind of depends on preference. I think it's, it's all pretty close. I, I, I like the Packers. Um, you know, the defense has been up and down, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams has been Devontae Adams. Um, they got two really good running backs. Uh, the, the line has been pretty good, even though they've had some injuries. I feel like their line has been pretty good. Um, and honestly, I feel like they've just kind of been kind of coasting in a lot of ways. I feel like they should have been beating teams by more points than they have. Um, you know, but, you know, I, I have no complaints. I, I feel like it was a good pick. I got the Packers at three. I think, you know, they're Super Bowl contenders. Um, I'd probably bet – I'd probably – bet them to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC if I had to pick one team. Um, yeah. You know, that's kind of funny, Ronnie, because as I was going over my list of top five teams, I was surprised at myself for not choosing the Packers at all. Uh, so I guess that's a spoiler for the rest of my list. The Packers will not be included. 
But um, I guess I just kind of figured I didn't know what was happening with Aaron Rodgers at the time, maybe. I don't know. But I think we recorded that episode after the first game of the season, so I would have known. I don't know. Maybe I just don't believe in the Packers. I think I've kind of down on them every year. I don't know why. But I digress. My third team was the Tennessee Titans. And, you know, as I look at the NFL rankings right now, I'm actually kind of surprised that they're 11-5, and considering they lost Derrick Henry back in October. A.J. Brown's been on and off. Um, He's either, you know, even when he was playing earlier in the season, he wasn't, I don't know whether they weren't targeting him or whether he wasn't getting open. But, you know, he wasn't productive earlier in the season. But they still managed to uh, be 11-5. And initially, I was going to say it helps that they played the Texans and the Jaguars four times altogether. But they actually lost to the Texans already one time this year. And they're still 11-5. I think they're a well-coached team. Um, I think they have a lot of gritty players who really just, you know, they might not have a lot of huge names. You know, the biggest name on defense is probably Kevin Byard or somebody. But, you know, they all play really well. They play for the team. You know, even I think Ryan Tannehill has been mediocre as hell this entire season. But they're 11-5. Um, I think Coach Variable should probably get a couple of Coach of the Year nominations if he doesn't win it outright. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'd have the Titans top three or top five, but not, not a bad pick for sure. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have them at all on my listing. So that was a definitely a good, a good add to the list. My number three is my worst pick and the only one that is not in the playoffs. And that is Cleveland Browns. I believe in this defense and running the football and that's all the cleveland browns had to do but for some reason baker mother flipping mayfield decided he wants to throw 30 times a game for what for no reason i mean is, is that on him or Stefanski? the coach yeah that's oh, what I was man we also i don't even care who it's on i don't care who it's on why is stop baker doing it at what point do you just put case keenum in i mean he's clearly terrible Baker has been awful. He's he's been worse than bad. Look, look, man, look, I, I get it. Hey, it's contract year. It's contract year, right? For Baker, he just saw Josh Allen get paid. Rumors of Lamar about to get paid. Uh, Watson, Mahomes, they all got paid. It's his time to get paid. That's why he played this year with every injury known to freaking man, and it hurt him significantly in the money department. It backfired, bro. To the point where your best wide receiver's dad put out a low light tape of you mid-season. Which saved Odell's career potentially, by the way. Yes, father of the year. <laughs> father of the year. Hip, Odell Sr. and LeVar Ball, father of the year. This is insanity. You, the Browns put Kareem Hunt, put Dearness Johnson, put Nick Chubb. They all got over 100 yards when you just ran the ball and the Browns won the game. What are you doing? I I am thoroughly disappointed at this team and everybody on that defense worth a darn, including Miles Garrett, should just request out. Just request out. And speaking of requesting out, Mary Mary Kay Cabot, who is the Browns' lead uh, beat writer and reporter, had just tweeted out that Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski have to come to an agreement to resolve their differences. If not, a trade may be on the horizon. Because next season, I highly doubt they'll be able to coexist. Baker uh, Mayfield responded already to this and said, clickbait, I don't need you or any other Cleveland media stirring the pot with no sources or facts. Do not put no words in my mouth so I can put food on your table. I am not your puppet, end quote. 
Yeah, Baker's out of Cleveland. I don't think he's here next week. I thought he, he just had a thing to go after week. Colin Cowherd, but to, to start going at the beat writers, oh, man. <laughs> but, and that's not the sassy. first time. I think earlier in the season, uh, the Browns were getting booed, and he was um, kind of complaining about that or something like that. Like, he was like, they're probably the same fans who were loud when we're trying to get the play drawn up. You know, Correct. Yeah, he yeah. did. He yeah. did put that out there. The same fans right. that are, like, cheering on third down when we need to get it. Yeah, <laughs> when we're trying to operate. Yeah, he's, he's out of Cleveland. The question hey, is, who takes Baker Mayfield? Somebody will. Maybe Houston. He's from Texas. I think New Orleans is going to be trying to pluck every quarterback they can find. Houston. They, I'd, rather, I'd rather have Davis Mills. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I, I mean, and I'm know, being very some, serious. There are some people out there who genuinely still believe in Baker Mayfield. You know that. You know. Um, other than Skip um, Bayless, I ain't seen none. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I can't I can't with the Baker because I I I'll I'll reserve judgment. I'll reserve judgment, right? Because to me, Kevin Stefans is a very good coach. Baker Mayfield is irrational confidence. He thinks he's like better than what he is or what he's actually able to do, which is that's I guess a wild that's, thing to say about somebody. <laughs> it's it's a trait you want, right? But you want it to not be irrational. You want it to be rational. Like he thinks he operates like Aaron Rodgers and he operates like Jared Goff. It's weird. Um I don't know if a change of scenery would do anything for him, but we'll see. Bro, Baker Mayfield is is white privilege, bro. He's short, he's unathletic, and he doesn't have a big arm. And got dra- I just I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Like I just, I just like what like his charisma, like his swagger, like it doesn't I, I don't know. That's what got him drafted. Yeah, hold on. You're you're trying to you're trying to explain the rationale of Hugh Jackson, because that's who said I want this kid because he went hee hee and all the wide receivers in the building said hee hee and he that showed him that Baker Mayfield had command and had a presence among his teammates. That's why he got drafted to Cleveland. That is well, shout out, shout, out, shout out Hugh Jackson taking that Grambling State job. Go do your thing in the HBCU, bro. The NFL yes, might not sir. Be. Before we move on from Baker, I just want to say I love when Baker plays a really poor game and then like there's those tweets that are like, Baker Mayfield was on fire tonight. And then it's like, <laughs> then it's him dancing or whatever with the trash. <laughs> oh, yeah. The zero stat. Those are my favorite. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shoot. Uh, number two for me was the Tampa Bay Bucks. And it was more so, you know, I think I said on the, on the pod back then, it was like, this is a Super Bowl team that brought everyone back. And I, you know what, I, I just trust it. I trust Tom Brady. I mean, the injuries kind of killed them. Um, the defense, especially the front seven, I mean, really the whole defense. It isn't really the same. Um, kind of hard to explain. Yep. Yeah, so just uh, kind of hard to explain in some respects on how the defense fell off this bad. I mean, I knew, you know, the running game wasn't great, but I didn't think it'd be terrible, and I, I think that's been that's been true as long as Fournette's been in there. I, I, it has been surprising to see how big uh, the drop off has been from Fournette to Ronald Jones, um, even Ronald which is a credit to Fournette because he's been really good, and also a little worrisome for Ronald Jones because you know he he has not put it together. So I mean, you know, Pope already discussed the Bucks. We don't got to get too into it. Um, I still think you know, despite Godwin and now Antonio Brown being out, like I. I I still think that they're going to be a problem. I mean, we've seen, we've seen Brady do a lot with less, you know, even with, you know, 
in terms of on, on the Patriots and, and, and things. So I don't think that the a lack of weapons or at least a lack of two weapons. So they still have some deep, like they got a nice crop of tight ends. I like some of their young receivers. Like I like uh, Johnson. I like Scotty Miller. You know, as long as Mike Evans is out Johnson. there. I like Tyler. I like Tyler. He's actually going to be a good wide receiver, but he drops the most important passes of the game. It's it's insane. It, this I'm goes just, back to what I'm I was saying, saying about Tom terrible. Brady, man. It's Tom Brady terrible. is playing beautiful football, and he's missing. There's a lot of stats left on the field because guys just simply aren't catching it. Yeah, and I, and you know what? You know that might not change, but it also might change. We don't know. But they're getting open, so that at least gives me some optimism. So I don't feel terrible about Bucks at number two. They still have a good record. Um, so yeah, it is it is what it is. I'm not not mad at it. You know, I'm I'm just coming back strong after my first my first two picks, uh, five and four. So Kyrie, who you got? My number two um, were the Kansas City Chiefs. And, I mean, the season started off a little shaky for them. You know, everyone was screaming, Patrick Mahomes is done. You know, he's washed. I don't know how that happens to, like, a 26-year-old player, but I let people run with the narratives. Um, you know, their defense is mid. Sorensen getting torched every other play, it seemed like. But they're sitting here today at the top of the AFC West at 11-5. You know, they got it together. Shout out to Mark Andrews. I love him, and I do think he had the best, you know, season for a tight end in the league this year. But Travis Kelsey, give him credit, too. He had a great season, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, they're the Chiefs, man. What are you going to do? They're going to find ways to win as long as they have talent at those key positions, you know. What can you say? Uh, Pope, who, who, who you got? So... My number two was Kansas City. I mean, it, it, you have Patrick Mahomes. You have that defense that is, for some reason, you know, third and Sorensen is the, the the nickname for it, is, like, not working anymore. So we'll see if that happens in the playoffs or it continues to be a thing. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a little banged up, but shout out to Darrell Williams. I mean, he looks like the better running back of the two when he's in. And – it's Kansas City, man. They're always dangerous, in my opinion. So, them being two is warranted. Shout out to Michael Harden. He had some clutch plays throughout the season. I don't think he put up crazy numbers. But he's had some plays that really dug the Chiefs uh, out of some holes. So, shout out to him. Yeah, and that'll go right to my number one, which was Kansas City. I mean, I have not seen Patrick Mahomes make it any less than the AFC Championship game as a starter. Uh, kind of goes with, and they, got, and they got the same guys. I mean, look, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and, and Travis Kelsey is it's going to go down as one of the greatest, uh, three, you know, three man combos on an offense, you know, in, in the history of the NFL. You know, uh, you know, the defense is solid. I will say that they kind of missed Clyde Edwards Alaire a little bit in terms of running the ball between the tackles. I like Daryl Williams, but he's more of a receiving running back. So I do think they'll, they'll need Clyde Edwards Alaire for the playoffs, but. You know, it is what it is. No need to get too deep into it. Um, you know, the Chiefs are number one. They had the best quarterback still. Uh, so, you know, sh- shout out to the Chiefs. Shout out to Tyreek Hill. You know, get, getting, getting it done for my fantasy team. My number one. Um, and I feel like a lot of these one and two are just going to be interchangeable between us, um, give or take. But my number one were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Same reason that uh, Rodney said earlier. They brought back every player from the Super Bowl. It's Tom Brady, who somehow, man, I don't, I don't understand it. As he gets older, to me, it seems like he's getting better. <laughs> I mean, 
I watched Tom Brady throughout the 2000s. I watched him throughout the 2010s. And, like, he's still – he's throwing for 5,000 yards. And I think he's had, like, leaps and bounds above the second player in yardage. I mean, like Pope said, he's throwing dimes. The uh, defense is cheese. But um, we'll see what the Buccaneers look like going into the playoffs. They have so many hurt players now. They just released Antonio Brown. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't think they repeat this year at this point. Um, I think they're just missing too much on their offense, and that's they're going to get points put up on. I mean, we saw the Jets put up a lot of points on them last week, so they're going Can to I have a high to take. Go ahead. So it's it's looking more than likely like the first round matchup for Tampa Bay is going to end up being Philly and not San Fran. And if it is Philly, I have a hard time believing Tampa Bay will be able to beat them this time. I kind of agree. Uh, Philly, kind I don't, of right now, Philly, Philly has been cooking. And Look, I I love Jalen Hurts and I love the black man. No, let's calm down for a second. No. Jalen Hurts is nothing. Come on, come on. For, Jalen Hurts, Jalen, Jalen Hurts, not not passing the ball like that. Come forget on. Tampa Bay only beat Philly by a score when they played earlier this year. That was when Philly was still in their little we're calling four run plays a game thing. Right now, Tampa is hurt. Levante David, Mike Evans, um, Shaq Barrett, JPP, Vita Vea came up, Gimpy. That run defense is not what it seems. If you don't believe it, go look at the Jets. They were up two touchdowns most of that game against the Jets. So, in my opinion, Philly, right now with that defense, with Darius Slay and those guys actually rounding in the form, realizing that all we need to do is run the ball and then just get Devontae Smith involved because he's a beast. Hey, man, all I'm saying is if I'm Tampa, I would much rather play San Francisco than play Philly. And if it lines up to be Philly in that first matchup, Tampa might have some problems. All, all I'm going to say is I, ain't, I as, as great as Philly's been, I don't, I, don't, I don't know one good team that they've beaten on this whole stretch. Of of them kind of coming back, uh, you know, and making this run, this playoff run. I, you know, they, I don't know. I feel like they just ran through their awful division, minus the Cowboys. Uh, but you know, no. What's what's your number? Who's your number one pope? Yeah. So my number one team I had was the Packers, actually, and it was for obvious reasons. I think I pointed to in the beginning of the uh, our podcast series was just. You know, they had the perfect FU attitude coming in with Aaron Rodgers basically skipping the whole offseason, waiting for his contract to get amended or guaranteed, whatever his goal was. And he had enough reason to stay away. They had a poor week one, but ever since then, man, they've been cooking with fish grease and they were my number one team. I still think that they have Super Bowl hopes and dreams, but right now Aaron Rodgers is 50-50 with that foot. It seems like it flares up when it doesn't. So. Uh, yeah, that one, that one cashed in, man. That that's one of my takes that actually lived up. Hey, I feel, I feel that. I feel like, yeah, the Packers were definitely a solid choice. Yeah, like uh, I said, I'm kind of surprised. I didn't mention them at all. You know, looking back, but I'm sure I had some rationale. Incorrect, I guess, but you know, I had some rationale. I mean, you know, back then it was the big. You know, it was, just, it was just a lot of drama, and then they came out and looked real bad week one. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of people kind of fell off them really quick, and then after about week didn't four. They didn't add that much, really, right? You know, the offense, yeah, they, did, they didn't, yeah. they didn't they add had, that much to the offense. It was kind of still defense-focused, and then the left tackle went out, Bakhtiari, right? He was injured, so it was like the, the hope was low, I guess. 
Yeah. Well, they proved us wrong. Or me wrong, I guess. Not both. They they help they help keep me right in that sense. So <laughs> I'm, I'm in I'm indebted to uh, Mr. Immunized, not vaccinated, immunized. M M V MVP. How would y'all feel? How would y'all feel about the uh, the reporter who That's said uh, he, you know, he can't he can't vote for Rogers because he's a bad person? I kind of whack. I so it, it's whack to that sentiment, but it's not whack considering he misled and didn't follow the rules and protocol. So you're rewarding somebody that is defying the NFL publicly. So I get why he's trying to say this year Rodgers should skip out, but I can't follow the rest of his premise by saying like he's a bad guy. That makes no sense. I mean, I think it was just because he they I mean, well, I guess he lied. So I guess, but everyone lied. I mean, Correct. I mean, the thing is, Aaron Rodgers technically didn't get suspended for that. No. So he missed the game with a foot injury, right? But air quotes. But it's like he. I can't give Aaron Rodgers the MVP because he purposefully misled people. I don't feel like you should be able to be in the running for MVP when you kind of did one of those like Michael Jordan suspensions where it's like, hey, just just sit out so we don't have to actually punish you. Um, So I think it was one of those type of situations where I can't really give him the MVP, even though he's playing at an MVP level and caliber, but MVP to me, most valuable player, uh, I, I we said it on the pod a few weeks back. I just want a non-quarterback to win it for once. Nobody's breaking records this year with their quarterback numbers. I mean, it's impressive what some of these guys are doing, but I, I maintain TJ Watt should still get MVP. Yeah, he's like far in the head in like sacks. I wasn't hip. I didn't know he was that. <laughs> he he's closing that. in on the record. Yeah. I mean, I I mean if, if TJ Watt should get MVP, then fucking Aaron Donald needs to be talking about for MVP because his double rate is triple everyone else's and that's to me i mean why not much, it's not i mean i'm just saying i love it if, i love I would it. rather have aaron donald be mvp <laughs> than tj watt if, if that's what we're gonna do in terms of if we're just going off impact that way i feel like getting doubled every play is more impactful oh, aaron, aaron donald is insane he's getting tripled almost and to have the production he has from the inside interior defensive line is also crazy the problem with that is it's almost like uh, the years with uh, in basketball when it was like Steph and KD and it's hard to really award a team that's stacked a MVP because you're stacked. The Rams are stacked as a team. So yes, they're succeeding and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are two of the best players in the NFL, but that Steelers defense this year has literally just been TJ Watt. TJ Watt has been winning them games from that position and we know what a liability Big Ben has been all year. So the fact that Pittsburgh has a winning season potentially could be making the playoffs I mean, this weekend. I mean, that's another thing. I'm not giving no MVP to a team that's not making the playoffs. I'm sorry. But he, without him, they don't even make it to eight wins. That's the so, point. Uh, what do you mean that's the point? How's the that's point? That's the point. You go, from, you go from a top 10 team to a team that almost makes the playoffs. If he was that valuable, they'd be in the playoffs. That's the that's, he that's, is that and valuable, that's the, and that's why they're in position. Big Ben has been worse than Baker Mayfield this year. Exactly. He's been terrible, because, but they're yeah, still because of, winning games. Because the quarterback – well, one, the quarterback is more impactful than any of defensive course. end. They touch the ball every so, play. So, of course. So, at the, end, at the end of the day, as great – I'm not – and I'm not – this is not a T.J. Watt, like, how good is he? Like, I agree that he is uh, – outside of Aaron Donald, and you can even make the case over Aaron Donald, the best defensive player this year. But 
there's only but so much impact he can have. Like he can't he can only score but so many points. So my thing is I can't give him MVP because his impact positively hasn't even outweighed Big Ben's negative impact. So I, I can't do it. But I think it has. They're they're not the best it, team in the league because from a outside linebacker position, it's very hard to do that. But in terms of this season, over 60 tackles, over 21, he is at 21 and a half sacks right now, two or three forced fumbles. Like he is dominating from that position. I don't know what more else you can ask for. I mean, I mean, yeah, exactly. We'll give him defensive player of the year and, and move on with our lives. MVP. But but why are we why are we giving MVPs to these mediocre quarterback seasons or consistent quarterback seasons? Nobody's breaking no records. I, I, I mean, that's fine. I'm not even saying it Rogers. has to be a quarterback. I'm not even saying it has to be a quarterback. I'm saying TJ Watt, even if we took out quarterbacks, I'm still not giving it to TJ Watt. Who else would get it non-quarterback? Just well, curious. one, I, I mean, I already told you, I'd rather give it to Aaron Donald if we're talking impact on the defensive line in that front. I'd okay. rather give it to, I'd rather give it to Jonathan Taylor over TJ Watt if we're talking non-quarterback as well. Uh, okay. Okay. I can see the JT thing, but. I mean, aren't the Colts the same fringe playoff team that the Steelers are right now? Like, the Colts are going to make the playoffs. They, they, I mean, yeah, but I'm, but they're one game ahead of Pittsburgh, so well, one, the that one same argument against TJ would be the same one, argument you would use with JT. It's, no, it's not, because one game makes a difference. One game does make a difference, but they can very well, well then, finish and with that's the same the difference. record. And they that's can why... very well finish with the same record right now. Okay, yeah. if, the Colts, if the Colts end with a tie or a loss to the Jaguars, then maybe, but... I'm willing Precisely. to go out on a limb and assume that the Colts will get to 10 wins and beat the Jaguars and the, the Steelers will have a worse record than them. So, Understood. Understood. Nah, respect it. PJ's uh, getting the black record, by the way. Uh, they play us the last week, so. He's good. <laughs> I love the confidence. <laughs> I'm a real All right. Y'all, y'all want to get into these some some locks and, and upsets real quick? We'll just kind oh, of we it. got one more. I, I, I do want to say I had an honorable mention that I mentioned in the first pod because we did the our top five. And then I think all of us or maybe just me, I had one honorable mention of a team that like just was at my sixth spot. And I want to gloat on it because it was right. If it wasn't, I probably wouldn't have said it. But it was the New England Patriots. There were they were my team to watch out for, a team that could sneak ahead this year, and they also cashed for me. So I won some Respect. money on that. Over. Hey, I, ain't nothing wrong with that. Pat yourself in the back. Nothing wrong. With I that. will. That was a good one. Hey man, got some money on that. Over. I appreciate that one. So I guess we're gonna go ahead and move ahead with our picks for the week. Last regular season week of football. You know, there's going to be a lot of different um, – a lot of players are going to be sitting. You know, a lot of teams may not feel like they even want to – you know, it's not worth putting in all the effort at the end of the year. So it's going to be an interesting time to make these picks. Um, and not, it, yeah, the, the, the last week of the season, God, I, I pray for anyone if they're, if they're still having – if they're still in their fantasy season and, and are relying on the last week of the season to win a championship because you don't know who's going to play. Who's gonna play. It's it's nasty work out here for sure. I'm gonna go first with my lock. Uh, I was I was gonna go Browns just because the Bengals are sitting everyone. H- however, and I do think that the Browns will try hard because Baker's sitting, and I think Case Keenum's decent. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the one game that really matters. Um, that's Raiders Chargers, mm. and I'm gonna take the Chargers. They're minus mm. three. I think. I think. I mean, I know the Raiders. I feel like when they when they beat the Colts, it was as much as Wentz being bad as the Raiders being good. And the Raiders aren't bad. 
but I, I don't I don't see them stopping Herbert. Uh, I think Herbert will have a big game. Um, and I think that the biggest Achilles heel to the Chargers is run defense. And I don't think that the Raiders are equipped to, you know, like I don't think Josh Jacobs is about to go up there and run for 175 yards, two touchdowns and, and dominate the ball and control the game. Like they're not that kind of team. Uh, okay. They're still they're still at, at their heart a pass first team um, with their their car uh, a little more finesse team you know so I, I'm I'm gonna go with the Chargers and I, I feel pretty good about it. All right, <clears throat> um, for my lock of the week, I am going the Baltimore Ravens at home versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, probably Big Ben's <laughs> last game as a Steeler. Hopefully, last game as an NFL quarterback. I hope he doesn't try to go to a different team because he's done. Um, but anyway, I, mean, I, I can't. I can't see that. Yeah, I mean, he's. he's oh no, I think he's going to try it out. Oh my god! I think. I think he. This was his last game. He made emphasis that this was his last game as at Heinz Field yeah. as a Steeler. Yep. Yeah. So you know I mean, the Colts I, will come calling next year when Wentz is hurt. Little yeah, spot I mean, start. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> so I would love to see him come back next year and just be terrible on another team. I, I, you know, I'm all for that. But anyway, yeah, it's Big Ben's last game, uh, hopefully forever. And, you know, if there's one thing the Baltimore Ravens don't like is Big Ben. I think we're going to get to him a lot. I think he's trash. Um, I don't – I doubt Lamar's playing. From what I've heard, um, you know, Harbaugh's going to keep saying that, you know, well, he's day-to-day week by week, this, that, and the third. But I've heard behind the scenes that he's still limping a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. we still have potential to make the playoffs. We have to win. I think the Chargers would have to lose. Miami would have to lose. And Indianapolis has to lose as well. And <laughs> we can make the playoffs. So I don't really three think that three-game parlay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think the Ravens are um, – but they're not the type of team that's just going to lay down. I think they're going to try to win, you know, so they can make the playoffs. I don't know why we want to make the playoffs, but I think we'll try. So, yeah, uh, I think the the favorite to win by five and a half. I think they do that, you know, especially if Tyler plays. Tyler had a bad game last week, but I don't think that was indicative of the type of player he is. He's a high-end backup, potential starter on a bad team, but I think he's a lot better than that. So that's my lock for the week. Not bad, not bad. All right. I have my lock of the week. I really, really wanted to go Tennessee because they're getting 10 points right now. And I think Tennessee wants that number one seed badly so they can give Derrick Henry some time to rest. And they're playing the Texans. So Davis Mills special right there. But I'm going to zag and I'm going to go with Kansas City over Denver. Right now, they're giving them 10 points as a favorite. They play on Saturday, not Sunday. So I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes going into Denver, trying to improve improve Kansas City's um, playoff positioning or seating, making sure they keep the two spot. I like that pick. Yeah, any bet bet against Drew Lockett is a bet I can support. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can't go wrong with that. Oh, Mizzou's own? Mizzou's own? Yeah, he's on boy, Robbie. (laughs) he came in and people really thought he was about to change change make us a real sec school he's he's just not that guy not not <laughs> <laughs> i have i have um 
I have a cousin that went to Penn State and they were saying that Christian Hackenberg also had that irrational confidence that just, you know, he walked into a room, knew he was the he was the man. And then, yeah, I, I get those vibes with Drew Locke, same with Baker Mayfield. It's like these quarterbacks have that stench. You know, it's not football, but that kind of reminds me of, uh, what was his name, Melo Trimble that went to University Ugh. of Maryland. He kind of, oh, wow. on campus, he would walk, I would see him, you know, I didn't attend University of Maryland, but I had a lot of friends that I used to see him around. And he used to kind of have that energy, too. I don't know why he ever declared for the draft. I mean, he was, <laughs> he was never going to get drafted. <laughs> Irrational confidence, man. It's a blessing and a curse for some people. Shout out Melo Trimble, though. Yeah, but uh, I'm going with Kansas City. Uh, to beat the dog piss out of Denver in their own stadium. And then uh, Vic Fangio gets fired on his way home from the game. I'm with that. I can get down with that. Roddy, what's your uh, upset for today or for the week? Hmm. My upset. I mean, this this one was hard because all of the lines are, are pretty big, uh, meaning that there's not too many close games. I mean, most of the teams who are underdogs at this point their seasons are pretty much over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of hard to, I don't know, pinpoint someone. So with that being said, I, w- I was, you know, hoping that maybe if the Packers, I mean, I could see the Packers, you know, hypothetically sitting everyone after halftime or something like that. But I don't think that means the Lions are necessarily going to win. Uh, so I'm going to go kind of default with kind of the best team, I think, that's actually there's two teams that I think that are really good, both NFC teams. Um, but I'm gonna go with the home team here. I, th- I think I think the Eagles are gonna go in and get a, and get a dub at home against the Cowboys. Um, okay. I was looking win. hard. I was looking win. hard. I was looking hard at 49ers because um, I think they're they're the other playoff team that's an underdog this week. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the Eagles the Eagles at home. I, I, I mean, again, I don't feel good about any of these upset picks. Um, but, you know, I'm going to go with the divisional game at home. I think, I think you know, the Cowboys might be successful to running to running the, getting the ball rain on them. Uh, I know the last time they played, I went, uh, the Cowboys won. So that's not great. However, I think the, the Eagles are, that was, you know, that was week three. You know, the Eagles are a different team now. So. You know, again, not a ton of confidence. You know, the Eagles on a four-game winning streak with, you know, that being the Jets, the Washington twice, and then the Giants. So, for whatever that's worth. Ew. But, you know, I, I, I think this is also, you know, a bet against the Cowboys as much as it is on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Cowboys have – Dak hasn't looked good in you know, two months, six weeks. Basically. So, I, you know, I think that defense can hold them down. I think it, can, it could be a low-scoring game and – and you know we'll see, but uh, that's that's my, that's my best bet I got. I'll, I'll take the Eagles points in the under come come Sunday night. All right, um, this week, I uh, this will be the second time I think I've bet on them this season, and didn't work out the first time. But I have I have a feeling, and I am going with the Detroit Lions over the Green Bay Packers. Ooh, I'm you think Jordan Love is going to be that bad? Yeah, I was actually about to say, I know Jared Goff can outdo a lot of quarterbacks in the league, but I'm almost certain that he can outdo Jordan Love. Um, I'm assuming Devontae Adams probably won't be playing. Aaron Jones probably won't be playing. Um, Preston Smith probably won't be playing. I'm sure 
I don't I think Jair is out for the season. I, I thought I heard, you know, rumblings of him coming back. But um he should be good for the playoffs. Yeah, okay. So I, I'm certain that, you know, he's not playing. There's no reason for him to come back for this game. And the same thing I said about the Ravens, the Lions are a proud football team. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna play for pride. They've been in competitive games with a lot of good teams this season. So I'm going with uh Jared Goff and the Lions. Not a bad one, not a bad one. I'll close it out. And I want to go divisional, but these teams kind of stink. So I am going to do what my gut tells me to do, and that is I'm taking the Raiders over the Chargers. I think I just might. It's the last game of the NFL regular season. Why not close it out in dramatic fashion? Hopefully Darren Waller is back, but I think this Las Vegas Raiders team, they're Jekyll and Hyde. They don't. There's no rhyme or reason to them. It seems like they're playing from behind in every game, and there's some miracle play in the fourth quarter that helps them win. So I'm just going to take that because I just don't like the way the Chargers have been looking in the last few weeks. I know they've won a few, but eh, I, I just don't like it. They don't seem cohesive. Herbert seems like he's losing a little bit of steam, but maybe he just likes the primetime lights. I don't know. That was a Josh Allen thing. He loved the prime primetime lights too, but I'm going to take the Raiders in the upset over the Chargers to make the playoffs. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that's going to be an interesting game, and I'm glad they flexed it to um, prime. To the night game, yeah. yeah. That's going to be a good one. I like watching the Chargers. I, I kind of agree with you, though. I mean, both teams are kind of up and down. You know, I think the mm-hmm. Raiders are a little more down, the Chargers a little more up. But, like, either way, you know, they're just both, like, the Jekyll and Hyde, night and day for time, you know. It's so. a traditional loser leaves town, and it's a divisional game. It's a divisional so, game. Yeah. It, it's a lot of juice on that on the line right there. So, that's I think what I think is going to I think there's going to be a lot of mistakes going on, but it'll be, it'll be entertaining. What I did want to take, though, but I just can't bring myself to it, I did want to take Atlanta closing out the Matt Ryan career with a win, even though the win doesn't mean anything. But I wanted to see them at least – Show some fight, beat the Saints, and you know, just just close it out the right way. But I just don't have faith in it for some reason. And the Saints have been bad, so I don't know. But yeah, I don't have faith in that one. Hey, I'm not a uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of uh, Matt Ryan. So you know, whatever happens, I don't care how he goes out. I, it's always going to be you know that rivalry between Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan. In my head. So at this point, you can't go out any worse than Cam Newton trying to come back to the, his old stomping grounds and then just okay. completely laying a dud. So I just want to see the NFC South quarterbacks and ex-MVP, you know, go out on the right note. You know, you you are a lifer in Atlanta. You're going to another team next year, probably Houston. And, you know, I just I just want him to just end it the right way, man. They need to end it with a win. Yeah, we'll see. I hear uh, Calvin really wants to be traded. I did. I put that in the group chat. That was uh, shocking. He took a mental health break and came to the realization that the Falcons were the cause of his mental health (laughs) decline. So he'd rather be traded, Uh, which is telling. Rich black dude in Atlanta, Georgia doesn't like it. That's hard to believe. Yeah. I wonder what's going on internally. I don't know. His brother's in Chicago, and that can't be much better. So, you know, be careful what you wish for, because... The Jaguars may just throw a first, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you kind of want to be careful because you don't know where you're going to end up. Yeah, not everybody goes to L.A. 
No, not everybody goes to LA. And everybody's <laughs> trying to go to LA, but who? Yeah. If Odell can do it, who knows? Anything is possible. Yeah. This was a good pod, though. Actually, one destination that would be great for it. I know you were just trying to close it, but I just popped in my head. If this regime stays and San Fran makes the playoffs, if they were to do anything to get Calvin Ridley there, that would be insane. That would, I'll, I'll leave, that. That. I'll leave that for another. Yeah, him and Debo and Kittle and Ayuk still you, there. You heard about all that, man. They need a quarterback. They got Trey Lance. They, uh, they need a, I'm not okay, saying sorry, they, they need have a, a quarterback. quarterback. Right. They've invested already at the position. They're stuck at quarterback unless the regime is changing. Yeah, which it, which it isn't. I mean, and I do think Trey Lance has has room to grow. I mean, you can tell that he hasn't played a lot of games at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you know, so that leaves optimism that you know he has a lot of growth and a lot of potential. You know, it's not like he has anything. I know, I guess, bad habits wise that he's you know kind of stuck with. I feel like he's just very much a blank slate, but on a roster that is very much win now. So. I mean, so many of these rookie quarterbacks just went to just completely god-awful coaching fits, like, around the league. There's only probably two that I can say worked or went well, and that's Mac Jones and probably Davis Mills. Everybody else has had terrible, like, coaching fits. Trevor Lawrence, bad coaching fit. Justin Fields, terrible coaching fit with Nagy. I mean, Zach Wilson, terrible coaching fit. Yeah. It, it, it was like they all just got the nasty coaches, man, of, of the entire league. And I feel bad for a lot of these guys because people are going to call them busts and say they suck, and, and they may, right? But they definitely didn't start their career off on the best foot. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And sometimes they just get ruined so early, you know. Yep. <laughs> Who knows what they could have been? Absolutely. Been. David Carr treatment, man. David yeah. Carr got ruined in his first year of the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Bradford, same way. It, these guys have promise. I mean, they don't make it there without promise, but you get paired up with the wrong coach or the wrong org, it's a wrap. Yeah. But this was a this was a good pod. Thanks for letting me get my thoughts out, fellas. And appreciate yes, we'll, you we'll, giving me we'll, the floor we'll for the AB. <laughs> well, well, we'll be back for the playoffs, you know, and that's when the that's when things are really get interesting, especially when it comes to the to the picks. Uh, a lot, lot, lot of, lot of tough matches this year. I don't think there's any one clear team. So, oh yeah, we're gonna make some money with the playoff preview and our Super Bowl projections once uh, this week wraps up. And what Rodney added, said perfectly at the beginning of this: this has been the longest NFL season of my life. Yeah. Like it feels, and it's not even because of the extra week. It feels like there's been an extra two months added on this NFL season. Yeah. It has felt mad long. I like the season though. It, it's been a it's been a crazy season. It really has a lot of unexpected plays, a lot of unexpected successful teams. I mean, Cam Newton coming back. <laughs> you know, oh man, this has been a sitcom of a season, bro. A yeah. sitcom. It's been crazy. Well, I'll catch y'all next week. Good yes, luck, sir. Good, good talk, y'all. And I hope I appreciate that y'all, boys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. We we always keep our listeners' pockets fat, man. And they always going to make some money with us. What else? All right, fellas. Till next time. Yeah.